All right, guys. <laughs> Welcome back. Select View Podcast. Today we have Val Gibellina, hairstylist extraordinaire, here to tell us about all the uh, trials and tribulations of owning your own salon and, uh, and what goes with that. All the things. All the things. Well, thanks for having me. Welcome. Thank we, you. We've got we've to start off by congratulating her on hitting 10,000 <laughs> subscribers on, on Instagram. That's huge. That's huge. 10K. It like took a long time. I'm, I'm seriously closet jealous. You know, we're at 9,600 and, and, you know, it goes up five or six and then drops five or six. Yeah. It's kind so. of a pain in the butt to watch and you get kind of discouraged by the numbers when, like when it goes up and you're like, yes, I'm getting somewhere and then it like falls back off. You're like, yeah, I had to, I realized the more, you know, stupid stuff we post, we, uh, we lose some people. Yeah. They want to be entertained. They do. Yeah. They want to watch Eric eat. That's Apparently what we're learning. They like it. They they like when Eric. A little eats. ASMR. Yeah, I love that. Love that for you, Eric. Yeah, thank I'm gonna you. pretend I know what that acronym means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing you've never watched those videos. Oh uh, no, absolutely not. They're so gross. <laughs> Just noises and, and okay, we don't yeah. have to go there. Yeah, yeah, we don't. No. So anyway, <laughs> when when did you start your hairstylist career? Is that what you did? Like right out of yeah. high school? God, no. I started actually at a bank. And when I was working at a bank, um, I did really effed up home hair on myself. I did like a cat pull through, was trying to go blonde, grow out a pixie, mm. terrible, looked like I like flushed my hair down a toilet. It was beautiful. Uh, one of my regular clients came in and he was like, what the F did you do to your hair? And I was like, oh, I, I'm trying to go blonde. He's like, you need to come into my salon and have someone tone. I'm like, what the hell is a toner? Mm-hmm. So um, he came back the next week and I was like, what hair school do you recommend? So he gave me a couple and uh, I called around and I got one that was like the cheapest. And I called grandma and I was like, hey, could you co-sign for me? And she was like the fastest I'd ever seen her sign some papers for me. And I went to hair school and I did like, it was 1800 hours in Vegas for a 1800 hours? Yeah. So That's I went lot. six days a week, nine hours a day. Missed three days and just got it done in like nine months, where it should take you like a year, a little mm-hmm. over a year. So you can get a private pilot license, forty hours, but you can't I, cut hair without eighteen outrageous. hours. Is that wild? That is wild. Yeah, yeah. I so. think I think hairstylists should be pilots. <laughs> <laughs> pilots, therapists, you name it. <laughs> so yeah, so I started like uh, two thousand nine, so fourteen ish years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you st- you you got your license? Did you go work at? Uh, so I'm I actually went you. to that guy's salon that got me into hair school. I went oh, and worked nice. with him. I applied before I even had my license. And I went and I um, assisted two days a week. Um, at the time, I was actually, while I was in hair school, I was married. And I got a, we weren't getting along. And I got like a, hey, you should stay with your mom. And went home that day, packed my stuff, went back to my mom's house and finished school. And then went straight into working there two days a week and lived at home with my parents for a little while while I got started. Okay. So how many uh, how many people did you mess up in the beginning? A lot. A lot? Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, it's like something you have to learn by doing it. My so. sister was like the worst haircuts ever because she's got so much hair. And I was like, oh, I just want to practice. And I would practice on her. And she came back like six months later. I was like, who the hell did this hit? Like, when did you, where'd you go? And she was like, you're the last person that did this. This I was is like, your work. My bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom, I turned her hair purple one time. Mm-hmm. That was fun. What about like a, have you ever 
I mean, you have to have messed up just a random client's hair mm-hmm. all the time. Do they ever say anything? Like, not pay you? or? Um, no one's ever, like, fought. I, well, I think at first people kind of, like, fought about paying sometimes. Yeah. Like, I think hairdressers are moving into a different way now. But mm-hmm. back in the day, yeah, there was – I did a lot of redos, a lot of free hair. I messed up a lot of hair. It was definitely, like, trials and tribulations for sure. When yeah, it's a learning start. process. Yeah. Yeah. I still mess up. Have you yeah. ever purposely messed up somebody's hair? I've wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you know, this dude's an asshole. Like, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm going to just, you, you know, actually. You want to know the like, worst thing about it is like, sometimes you're just like, I want this person to not like me. Like, I don't want to do this person anymore. And they mm-hmm. like you more. Like, when you tell them, no, that's not possible. Yeah. They like, like you more. And I'm like, I, no. Right. Can you're we like, not? <clears throat> the money's nice, but uh, no, thank you. No. It's not fun. I have messed up people's hair, though. I actually messed up a client probably, like, two months ago. And uh, this was right before I got rid of my last assistant, who was, like, super not teachable or anything like that. And I, like, made the mistake. And my client's like, what are you doing back there? I tried some new bleach. It got hot, slipped, and there's this called, like, a hot root, where it just kind of goes, like, orange. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, amateur hour this hasn't happened in a very long time (laughs) and I took her back to the bowl and like I was like fixing it and she was like what's going on back there I was like it's fine we'll fix it and she was like you're making me nervous and I was like she's pregnant so she's also hormonal and I was like you're fine um fixed it it came out super great left she like left loved it had no idea anything really happened and um I ended up having to get rid of my assistant because I was like, hey, like, this is what happened. And she was like, couldn't wait to get out of there. She like, mm-hmm. didn't want to learn anything. She didn't want to know. And I was just like, well, see you later. <laughs> so. I don't even know. Like, <clears throat> fixing hair, like, don't, I, I don't know anything about hair. Even, <laughs> even though I've got a certificate of cosmetology from high school. You're lying. No, I do. Eric? Eric's seen it. I took cosmetology in high school for four years. When? Technically three years because I dropped out. When you were in Germany? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I've got three years. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See? The but more... what, what, what is, were you actually cutting hair? What isn't it? Like, so uh, everything, cosmetology every... is a broad term. Yeah. So like, everything was mannequin based. We didn't, we didn't have any like actual clients. Mm-hmm. We would just have different types of mannequins with different styles of hair. See, in cosmetology school, I learned nothing. So that's the one thing that people get like this misconception of is like that you go to cosmetology school, you can come out and you could just do hair. That's not what it's about. Like you go in, you're basically collecting hours and learning like sanitation to pass state board. So most people, they don't care how you highlight. They're not judging you on any of that when you take your uh, license. Mm -hmm. It's just like you're going in to get sanitation hours, basically. Mm -hmm. You learn everything when you get out of cosmetology school and you start assisting. So you need to find like a mentor right after school that's going to like teach you. Technique and all that. Yeah. 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 And take extra classes, things like that. And I had mentors, but like I wasn't, I didn't get the same experience as like what I have now for my like employees is I actually have like an assistant program where like they have to like weekly or bi-weekly bring and like we'll do a mannequin head and if they pass a mannequin head then they can go on to get a model but what was so different then versus now is you were helping them make money mm-hmm. so when you got out on the floor like we were told oh yeah you can have model days but a lot of the time you were still coming in on your days off to help them right and so now it's just different because now I actually like will train somebody to learn how to like have their own consultations, take their own clients, like mess up in front of me so I can help you. Sure. Why teach them how to get out of a situation? 
Mm -hmm. Like when you amateur hour, 15 years later, you like have a a bleed mark, you know, like Mm -hmm. it just, it happens to the best people. So, um, that's one thing, that's a big misconception of when you get your license is that you could just go in and just start cutting hair and you're fantastic and you get 10,000 followers and you have a full book and yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta build that client list and it takes a long time. Yeah. And then when I moved, um, from Vegas, so I assisted for almost three years and then when I moved from Vegas, I had a clientele, everything. We moved to Texas, and I flew back and forth for a year, going back and forth to Vegas to Texas while I built a clientele out here. Just going back to take care of other clients? Mm-hmm. Wow. I made more going back to Vegas, though, than I did in, like, two weeks here. Is that because you can charge more out there, or you just had more people? Um, It was different. Like, here, like, one thing Texas is getting better of is that there's finally, like, more, like, booth rental or, like, suites Mm -hmm. to be, like, independent. In Mm -hmm. Vegas, I grew up kind of, like, you assisted, you kind of went on your own. There was more, like, there was commission, but there was more booth rental that was happening. So even when I was an assistant, people were already changing into booth rental. Mm -hmm. So when I moved to Texas, it's basically all commission. And so I worked at multiple locations in Austin. Like I was outgrowing everywhere I was at because Texas is also far behind on trends. Right. So balayage wasn't a thing here. Like there was just so many different techniques that weren't here yet. And so um, when sweets started finally becoming a thing and I was just kind of like over it, I wanted to do my own thing. Um, I went on my own like two, a little over two years ago. But that was a big difference like moving there versus here. So when I would fly back to Vegas, I was making more, just being able to charge more and keep most of it. Mm-hmm. So my overhead was less, but here, like you were making like 40% commission versus, you know, what you're able to charge. So did I you, go, did you have to, uh, coming back to Texas, did you have to like learn new styles? Everyone's like, just, Oh, blonde, blonde and big. <laughs> Texas was <laughs> rough. Was I, f- I felt like bad. A, a learning curve for the styles that, that are common here. I, I like, I had like anxiety watching other people do hair at first. It was, yeah, I felt like there was a lot of like over highlighting, a lot of breakage. There was just a, sure. like, there was like that Texas blonde and California blonde. Like there's right. two totally different things. And then you have New York blonde. Like they're all very different. Right. And Florida, like right. those four <laughs> states are so different. <laughs> so it was definitely like a learning curve, but mm. um, I built my name pretty quickly um, just because. When I was moving to Texas, I started using Instagram a lot. And mm-hmm. so that was starting to help really build my portfolio sure. Portfolio a lot faster. And then once, I mean, I'm sure, I know I'm this. Once you find a barber that, that does your shit right, you're, you're sticking with it. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. So as yeah. long as you can you can make that connection, you got you know a client for life. I have clients that still come from San Antonio and I moved to Cedar Park. Yeah. And I have clients that will come from San Antonio to... I would imagine women are even more picky about their hairstylists. Yeah. So... If if a girl has ever had their hair messed up, Mm -hmm. you were like a ride or die. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. You Mm. definitely don't mess up women's hair. (laughs) Walter's the opposite. He goes to whoever's... That's not true. (laughs) That's so true. He goes to whatever's sport clips he can find. It's it's, uh, Floyd's, by the way. Shout out Floyd's. You upgraded. (laughs) And shout out Emma, because that's the only one that cuts my hair now. Yeah. Right? You know, I I got a spontaneous haircut a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago, and and there was a gentleman who got my hair at Floyd's, Mm -hmm. and he didn't do a good job. (laughs) But I didn't say nothing because you know I'm not. You that's can't not, say nothing. Like I'm like I'm not going to say nothing. It's a twenty dollar haircut. <clears throat> but then I, I was asking somebody that I know who knows all of the people there, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, so and so cut my hair, and she was like, did he do it fast? I was like, 
Yeah. It was like 15 minutes. Mm. And she's like, yeah, anytime that he goes fast, all of them suck. Everybody complains. But if he takes two hours, it'd be great. So he's just trying to get as many people in his <laughs> chair as possible. Oh, come oh. on, bro. How, how did I do that? Come on. Dang. How did I do that? <laughs> I'm the one that always doesn't do that. Amateur. You're rusty. Amateur. That's what happens. The problem is it's a, it was an emergency contact number, so they got through the do not Oh, okay. You still got to go and vibrate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be an uncensored podcast if we didn't have That's bloopers, true. right? Would you Would you say your clients, <clears throat> Texas clients versus Vegas clients, which ones are more respectful? Oh, I hands down will take my Texas clients all day. Uh, I, but here's the thing that was so different is I loved my Vegas clients, but. The problem in Vegas is Vegas is a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. So everybody knows somebody that knows somebody. So everybody was like, oh, if I don't like this person, I go to this person. So there was a lot more hopping around, I would probably say. Um, But what was interesting is I would take a Vegas salon any Mm -hmm. day over a Texas salon. Okay. Meaning the people are, the vibe is better in the salon or? Hands down, I had zero drama back in Vegas. Really? I have had Every bit of drama here in Texas. What do you think the difference was? I think because it was booth rental. Because everyone was just drunk in Vegas. <laughs> Maybe it was all over. <laughs> I would. I think it's because <clears throat> as a booth rental salon, they kind of ran really like proficient, but nobody had downtime. So like, if you didn't have a client, you weren't just like sitting there to like look around, gossip, or come up with something in your head to go do it, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Here, when you didn't have something and because you're commissioned and you're forced to be there, it's like people come up with things like, oh, how is this person busy? But I'm not. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one's favored, but I'm not. Like there's just a lot more cattiness, I think, sure. that that's how that comes. And I think that what I've noticed working at so many salons is that like somebody will open a salon because they had a toxic environment, but they never fix the toxic. So they're opening up more toxic Salon. They're bringing that same well, vibe to some, you. Sometimes yeah. the person that starts the salon's got to probably be the toxic one. A hundred percent. And I'm just like, okay, so like that's where everybody's like, well, find your tribe. But I'm like, but you're finding the same thing. And so then you go to the next salon and this one's talking about this one and this one worked here. And I'm just like, give me like a four by four room with a chair and a bowl, please. <laughs> and even now I still have like something there. And I'm like, it's just... And it's not really there because, like, I, I kind of block people now. Like, mm-hmm. you're not bringing anything. Like, I block you. Sure. Like, if it's drama. Because um, I just don't need distractions. But it's interesting how catty it can be. Are there many men hairstylists that do women's oh, yeah. hair? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All gay men? A lot. But there's also a lot of straight guys, too. Really? Yeah. That seems like a good way to like get in with the ladies. Oh like, yeah, it doesn't work. I went to cosmetology in high school. You didn't. You, didn't you follow need to through, stop though. talking. You didn't follow no. through. <laughs> it just it wasn't the right uh, environment for me. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, never <clears throat> uh, mind. <laughs> Something's in there. The, the only thing that came out of it was my cosmetology teacher wanted me to sell them weed. Oh really? That was it. And that was, it was the random, like, I'm walking across the teacher's parking lot, and her and her husband are coming out, and, and you know, RIP to them. They're not alive, but, um, yeah, they're like, hey, you know we can get weed? I was like. This is in Germany? Yeah, and I was like, and on a military base, too, I'm like, why are you asking me? Yeah, because like, you, you had and, and, tips. And this was, this was the most random, don't, don't play dumb boy, is what I got. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow. That's crazy. I'm like, I'm like, what? 
So, I don't know. But it was a good time. I, I'm still floored <laughs> that that is even like a thing that you actually have your cosplay. I, yeah. I stole my mannequin too at the end. I had to have my head. Dude, mannequin hats are expensive. Dude, I, I built a relationship <laughs> with her. Did you? Yeah, she she was perfect. Mm, you still got her? Mm. Mm. Nah, she got goodwilled. Nice. Yeah, at some point she got goodwilled. <laughs> but she had the tightest cornrows though. <laughs> you know, I did. I don't know what the hairstyle is called, but where cornrows appear about halfway back and then it goes into like full on long hair. A mullet? <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that what it is? <laughs> you described a mullet, dude. <laughs> well, back in my day, <laughs> that's a that's a riffraff mullet. That's that's right. She was female, so it could have been a mullet. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> so, at what point did you get to your own private studio? Um. So, a girl and I that we worked together at a salon, we decided like we wanted to kind of go out on our own. And we went looking around and like I said, they're kind of newer. So there really isn't like something super nice, but Mm -hmm. I just knew like I was struggling wanting to leave my last salon because I really did like the owners a lot. Um, And I loved the people I worked with. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, one of them that I used to work with now shares my suite with me. So it's actually kind of cool. And then, but what was cool about that, and it was such a hard thing because they were so great that um, it it was such a teetering spot for me. And one day, like, I struggled with it so bad. My husband, like, pulled over and was like, I need you to do me a favor. I was like, what? He's like, think of the one person that is, like, a mentor to you. And I was like, Michelle. She was, like, the last um, owner I worked for back home. I still will go back there and teach classes for them every once in a while. And I still talk to her a lot. And um, – he, he goes, well, what would Michelle tell you to do? I was like, she's been telling me to go on my own. He was yeah. like, then it's time for you to go on your own. And I was not ready yet again. But not ready for the responsibility? Yeah, or just I was just scared like, to take that step? It was the responsibility again. I was like, it's it's a lot of work. You got to mm-hmm. do your own books. You got to do this. Like when you're on your own, you can't blame the front desk anymore. You can't sure. blame any. You are in charge of everything. And so I was like, damn it. Like here we go again. And it was just so different because I like still being around people, but I was kind of tired of all the toxic drama that was starting to happen. So when I finally did go on my own, that's, I have never done a sweep before until I moved here and I did. And then the girl and I split and, um, our lease wasn't up yet. So thank God the owner was nice enough. And he was like, I have another room. Mm -hmm. So I moved into another room. She kept that one. Um, I hired another assistant and I just kind of did my own thing. And then was when, it a nasty split between you guys? Um, it just yeah, weren't seeing eye to eye. It wasn't good. No. Uh-uh. And then, so then you guys split and we're, we're still in the same. On little, the opposite sides. Oh man. So again, there's drama still, yeah. right? Like, so you like go to wash your towels and see each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it didn't happen often. Thank God. And then she ended up having a baby. So that's kind of what split us a little bit was that she was pregnant and, um, she didn't tell me when we were going on her own and, like, I kind of look back at it and I'm like, man, I probably should have spoken up a little bit more and been like more direct, like, no, I'm not taking any other clients. But when I was speaking up, I felt she wasn't hearing me mm. and she was still trying to like talk her way into it. But I was getting so burnt out. Like I wanted to redirect my focus in different areas and she wasn't like hearing me on that. So I think we ended up like in our room screaming at each other for two hours one night. Um, And then like two days later, I was just like, she's like, just think about it. I think it'll be fine. And so I go tell her, I'm like, Hey, I really, I think we need to like split. And it wasn't good after that. 
but I let her keep everything. I went ahead and bought all my own stuff. The only thing she had to buy was any of the furniture I bought. And I was like, keep all the color. But she wanted to keep splitting color down the middle and you have to run your businesses separate. Yeah. But she didn't want to. She was like, we just split everything. I'm like, so I'm going through everything with my CPA. She's like, Val, you're spending like two grand a month in like, like products. And I'm like, I'm not even using this much. Mm-hmm. So it was such a, like, there was such a disconnect with how she wanted to do things and what I was trying to do yeah. that like, I was like, I'm never going to do this again. So, um, I don't hate her. Like I, I, I wish her well. Um, but it was like not a good split, Yeah, you know? So then when I went into this place, I was like, I am determined. Like, so I went to another place in the middle of moving into this one because my lease ended there. And then this place hadn't opened yet. And that was the wildest salon I think I've ever worked at in my whole life. What made it so crazy? Okay. The two owners of the salon are some of the cattiest humans I've ever met in my whole life. Like we were cool when I went in, but they didn't like my assistant. So they almost kind of like cornered me to have to fire my assistant. So I had to fire my assistant. They had two dogs that ran around there, peed in the salon, barked. They had cameras that would listen to you. And the way they treated their staff, I was like, I would never believe how they treated staff unless I was there and saw it, like, for my own self. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't believe they talk to these girls the way they do. Like, the assistants, like, they just... Just talk down to them? Oh, my God. And I was like, first of all, I could I could respect y'all if you guys did great hair. Mm-hmm. But y'all did Those some of the shittiest hair. hair I've ever seen Damn. in my life. So they didn't even have room to say anything. <laughs> no. They just thought they were hot shit. I mean, y'all could look pretty all you want to, but yeah, I do. You need to stop. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was some of like the worst people I've ever met. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like you guys had you guys this is where I hate my industry a little bit. And because I think my industry is a it can be a really great industry, right? Like I wish people would understand, like, we do hair. There's plenty to go around. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like everybody, but, like, be respectful at least. Sure. Like, it's not that hard. I don't understand. Like, you run your business and what works for you. I'll run mine how I run mine. Like, there doesn't need to be this, like, constant negativity that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if something's not working, you don't have to put someone down. Just be like, hey, dude, it's not working. It's not that hard. would be easier to just be a barber? Work with men? No. no. I have a friend that owns a barber shop. He's got drama too. Okay. Yeah. They just it just seems like easier. It's way more chill, mm. I think, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It doesn't take as long. You can get them in and out. What is your barber experience? Yeah, but you my charge more experience? as a hairstylist. Yeah, I love my barber. You know my no, barber. No, no, I'm not talking about your barber <clears throat> her your barber herself, but what's the experience like going to your masculine style barber? Um, you come in, sit down, you grab a beer and you kind of bullshit with the boys and but the difference is my barber is one of the boys so she's gonna she yeah. goes ham the, you know it's just a fun I go place to floyd's to be. i go to floyd's yeah. because i get to hear all the bullshit drama i tell you what it's like i can go get my i can go get a pedicure mm-hmm. you have a couple little conversations with the the lady there doing, yep. doing it right <clears throat> but there's no drama <laughs> right you go to you get your hair cut mm-hmm. inside of Floyd's or one of these other like you know big chains, right? And dude, it's so much, it's like high school. Oh, it's terrible. It's 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 fun. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's fun like if you it's get like to a, visit. Well, yeah, yeah, for me, like there. if I'm not I'm not involved, I'm just I'm like I'm giggling to myself about it because I'm like, and then like when somebody clocks out, right? If you're in the middle of like a shift, right, and somebody's leaving, 
Dude, as soon as they walk out that door, it's mad shit talk. Oh, of course. Uh, this like, bitch. I'm like, but then it's like they're all like, you know, like hugs and kisses of and course. like, oh, that's such a cute outfit. Then, <laughs> and then as soon as they leave, damn, I hate that bitch. See, I could never do that though. Like, I walk in, if I like give you a compliment, I genuinely mean that. Like, I don't have to love you. Like, I've yeah. worked at places. The, like I said, the last one that was hard for me to leave is I genuinely liked everybody like individually. Yeah. And I can give a compliment and walk away. Like, or I can not make eyes with you and be like, you know, and but what was hard was like if because I'm so bubbly and outgoing, if you had an off day, everybody's like, What's wrong with you? Sure. You're like, Jesus, I just You're not high know. energy today. Yeah. 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 That's I'm like, y'all sucked it out yesterday. <laughs> I want I want that monotone like you are. Just what do you mean? Just you're the same temp all the time. Oh, you mean my vibe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? It, but it's it's weird because, like, if you know, like, the last few times we went out, like, on the, the convention and stuff, they're like, oh, how's Walter so chill? Yeah. Right? I'm like. But you've, you've, you've seen the other side. You've seen Riff Raff, Eric. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a wild guy. Yeah. Well, how many drinks do you have to get in to see that guy? Uh, <laughs> it usually starts around a 12-pack. We, we, <laughs> we bought him sober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. The dude was throwing pizza slices <laughs> into the crowd. It was pretty cool. Eric was basically up there with no shirt on, like, I want pizza. Where? You know, like, <laughs> huh? Where? This is a concert for Riff Raff. In Denton. Yeah, it's like over by the like, college town up here in Denton. And, uh, dude. That was a, that was like seven, eight years ago. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah, it was back when he had, like, you know, one cool hitter. Mm. Oh, now, I mean, it probably still isn't cool to most people, but it was a cool experience. Yeah, it was you fun. Know? I wouldn't do it again. I was I was like that dad that was in the back of the the concert yeah. waiting for his son. He was to, definitely to the oldest person there. <laughs> to get it out of the system. <laughs> you bought the tickets. I I did because I wanted to go. I wanted yeah. to take my boy. <laughs> it was a proud dad moment. Uh, oh that's my, funny. my my proudest moment is when I take him through the McDonald's drive through at the end, and he's yeah. like, "Oh my god, this is the best cheeseburger I've ever had." In oh my, my life. gosh, I love it. That's the certain that's a certain level of drunk that we're aware of. Yeah. It's like you use a certain milestone, you're like, oh, God, this is the best thing I've ever had. McDonald's is fine dining. <laughs> McDonald's is like cardboard. What is, what is like your, your proudest moment in your career? And your least? Ooh. Um, I don't know. I, I have a couple actually like really good proud moments, I think. Like I, I really do think hair, like being on your own has really had to teach me. Like, I've had to, like, really look at myself a lot and, like, dig deep and be like, why does this keep happening? Or learn how to take constructive criticism because it's not easy, sure. you know? So I think, like, proud moments is, like, having assistance and actually watching where they are now. Like, that's like a... Seeing them grow and, mm -hmm. and being, like, helping them along that path. Yeah, I would say that my first assistant in Texas, um, her name's Anna... Uh, we actually had a little riff over COVID and we have kind of talked and put everything aside recently. And she is probably my proudest moment because she's killing it. Like she actually takes some of my old clients, you know, and she's done such a good job. And so, um, hand -me -downs? shut up. <laughs> she's got some of my cool ass clients too. I'm like, what the fuck what happened to this person? She took them. I was like, oh yeah, it's cause she's French. Okay. Yeah. She's cool. But 
she's probably my proudest moment, I would say. Um, and it's also really cool to see like any of my other assistants that are like now getting their own assistants and, you know, like that's really cool to like look back on and see. I think those are probably my proudest moments. Mm -hmm. Um, going through any struggle is definitely a proud moment for me. Like moving to Texas at all and doing this all over again was, and like seeing how successful I've managed to make myself after this has been a big proud moment too. I think my biggest regret is not listening to my gut on my last assistant and I let her stay too long. And she was bad for business. That one hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that for sure. She still works in the building that I work in. Oh, that's awkward. Y'all meet for tea? Huh? You guys should meet for tea. No, I don't think we like each other. She's blocked. She's blocked on all platforms? Oh, yeah. Set me up. I'll get you to her. But uh, <laughs> I think that was probably, like, it was also the biggest teaching moment for me, but I do think that that was, I'm not going to say her. I, I really do hope she's doing well and she's getting everything she wanted that she didn't get from me. Mm. I hope 100%. I never, like, want to downplay that at all because... I don't think that you hurt by someone unless they hurt you, you mm-hmm. know, like unless you cared. So mm. it, I, it's not that I, I can't say I didn't care um, or I don't care. I really do hope she's doing well. But I would say that my biggest regret is not listening to my gut on that. Yeah, I knew in my gut that something wasn't right. Something wasn't working. Um, we weren't vibing. There was just like that was that was probably the hardest moment. It's kind of like your first marriage. Yeah, exactly like that. You just got to go with your instincts. Yeah, and I didn't. Yeah, trust yourself. Yeah, so um, now when my gut tells me something, I'm like... It's good. Yeah. You hear that, so. Pat? You're on notice. That's probably the best, best move I've made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Pat. Did you just snort? <laughs> I did. That's what Pat makes me do. <laughs> you, you remember when you started dating him and I was like, how the hell are you dating Honey and Shrunk the Kid? But like, it's so funny because like I think Moran's, he. Bro. See, I think he looks like the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Really? Jax? Oh yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, you put a side by side with Jax with glasses from like the Gentleman and Pat. But that's that's Texas Pat. You had him when he was Rick Moran's Pat. No. Yeah. No. I think we're talking about different Pat. No. Yeah. OG Pat. OG Pat, Be- before, dude. Before the facial hair. Pat? I've only seen Pat clean shaven once in 12 years. Really? And I was like, you gotta you gotta put it back. It's gotta go back. It's freaking me out. You gotta have that face, bro. I don't want to yeah. see your chin. <laughs> like this, it's guys like, with chins are weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I risk it a few, every now and then. I'm like, put it back. <laughs> you know, I know my wife looks at me too. It's like, because uh, the rule of thumb, like for me, mm-hmm. like in my mind, it's like, I'll shave. And then I'll see how long it takes for the people in the house to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Dude, some, I've gotten like two weeks down the road before we're already starting to come back. That just means like your family's too busy. They're not home to notice it. Nobody looks at my face. You're just, you're just coming and going too much. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> like, Trust me, people would notice that mug. <laughs> like I would literally stare at people. Like, you know, they're like, just continue on. Like, oh. okay, baby faces here. And don't in my life. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we got 35 years on that. It's coming in. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Her too. <laughs> How important is your, Things your, not to say to your social media for your business? <laughs> oh, that, I, that's like the thing that grew my whole business. That's what brings in a lot of clients. Mm-hmm. If you can figure out like how to brand yourself, if you could figure out like what it is, like, 
Like, people always want to say, like, oh, it's just a pretty picture, but a pretty picture does go a long way. Yeah. And I hate to say that, but, Absolutely. like, if it's got terrible lighting, if it looks ter- like, no one's really going to go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do think social media is huge for your business. Yeah. You I, get to, like, showcase who you are right. on top of it. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like, let me, so this is kind of like a sidebar question. So, like, mm-hmm. I've noticed your fashion has changed. And when I say that, like, you become more fashionably over the years as your career has excelled. So my question is, does is that is that personal choice and preference, like self-care, self-love, or does that kind of go with the brand? She, she's just balling now. Uh, that's a huge part. <laughs> when I first, you all, when I literally first met Patrick, I was an assistant still. Yeah. And I will never forget, Patrick sends me this picture, and it's right before his birthday, and it's a picture of a red Gucci belt, and he says, mm. birthday present, question mark. I was like, this fucking kid's out of my league. I can't afford him. Mm. I can't afford him. I'm making like $7 an hour. And I was like, no way. Now I'm more name brand uh, than he you is. You came in with a Gucci backpack. That he bought me. Oh, okay. Just so we know. Okay. But uh, yeah, that is, I think probably that would help. I think I matured a lot. Let's be realistic. I've kind of always been like a loud person and I feel like my clothes were really loud because mm-hmm. I was always a loud person. I think as I've kind of weathered the storm a little bit, I sure. think I've tamed everything else down. Like I don't want to be noticed now. Mm. I just like want expensive things that like bring attention, but like doesn't subtly. Yes, subtle yeah. attention. Okay. Yes, I don't. I don't want to be accessories. Like, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna show up in those uh, <laughs> the hey dudes with with the 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 cheapest hoodie and pants <laughs> with one of these <laughs> with the Gucci belt See? or the Rolly. <laughs> Like, how, how much does that fit? Be like, before you get to the wrist, it's about fifteen ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like my, my my brother Martin's different though. Like he wears gym wear everywhere. He'd be like, how much do you think this fit costs? I was like, I don't know, seven eight dollars per item. Nah, fifteen hundred like, bucks. <laughs> you want to? I just so I'm funny. mind blown. I didn't realize like gym wear. Was so expensive. He looks good oh, though. Yeah. He always looks good. He does He's look got good. a shirt tucked in everywhere. He looks. Yeah, he, he looks like a, a he, gift gift wrapped man. <laughs> he does. I mean, he, he's always he does. very well put together. It's funny whenever I'm around him and all his cop guys, and they're all like, everybody talks shit about like him working out. But like, hey, did you get three working workouts before you came tonight? You know, like I'm like. It's funny. He slowed down a little bit. But when he, I went to his house, the dude went to the gym like twice in the day. Yeah. He, I mean, I respect the grind. Mm. I thought he'd be bigger. You want to know what's so funny, though, about your about your brother? It's his house. I love going to their house because it's the exact same as it was 10 years ago. Oh, uh, it never changes. It's never changed. No. And I, it's, I, like, I my favorite. Because I've, I've had, like, 10 couches since he's been in that house. Oh, I've had a minimum of 10 <laughs> rugs in one year. Like <laughs> I'm pretty sure you all switch furniture as much as I do. You know? <laughs> I respect that, though, about your brother because I'm like, damn, like, you don't. You really are like yeah. It's time capsule. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> it's dope, <laughs> dude. There, there, there's some couches in his house that he had when he was in the military back in like 2002 mm-hmm. in in Germany. Like his first pair of leather couches, and they're still like super nice. Yeah. Yeah. like that's a, and I'm like, is this a cop thing? Like that's a, that's like something I'm like, it's, it's like just a, a regiment, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a regiment. But then you go to my other brother's house, and it's like. Very simple. Which one? Tyler? Uh, yeah, so it's very simple, clean, and it's just, I, I, you know, it's his first house, so I haven't been able to see it 10, 15 years down the road, right? But yeah. it's like, I only suspect. We've moved more than, well, like, than Martin has ever changed, like, a 
like a furniture. Right. I'm like, man, I move like every two years. Mm-hmm. Martin's like, same house, same yeah. this. I'm like, I really respect yeah. that. It's very like, at least you're secure. Yeah, but it's, it's like the, you know, like when you go to the grandparents' house and the house is the same for your entire childhood, right? Mm-hmm. Your whole adult life until they pass away, right? As soon as you walk in, that's how I envision. That that's how I envision their house. I do too. You know? I'm like, it's like something that's kind of comforting. Yeah. Like it's like a time capsule, but it's like comforting. You go there and you like, you feel. At home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I know it's like the only place I can go where I know where everything is already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I tell you what, though, if they get one item new, you know. You're like, yes. that was not- Where did that come from? Right. You're like, when did you get that? Yeah. And I remember like when their saltwater fish tank showed up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but now 10 years later, it's the same saltwater fish tank. I'm like, so anything new inside there? You want to know what's funny, too, is like when I went and I did stay the, the weekend there, is like I was so comfortable there. Like, I don't sleep very well if I'm traveling, yeah. but I slept so good at their house. And it was just like, I don't know. It felt like you went home to like mom and dad's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. I enjoy it. Random sidetrack. I took you Martin's house, right? No, I've never been. Oh, that's right. Random sidetrack. Maybe a March. Yeah, March. You'll see it. <clears throat> I took him to Vegas once. He was supposed to go with another trip, but he had COVID. Uh-oh. He chose COVID dun, dun, dun. over me. I did. Dun, dun, dun. What so, are you going in March for? Uh, a convention. Foam convention. You know, I was thinking the because you know how normally we go to the convention and it's Super Bowl time. Yeah, Super Bowl's in Vegas. Is it really the weekend before we go? Oh, of course. Yeah. Who's going to Super Bowl? No one yet. Oh. We don't know. Still yet. playing. Probably the Cowboys. No, it's not. It's gonna be the Cowboys. Okay. I don't know. They just got destroyed last night. Yeah. Eh. yeah. We'll see. They still have a good record. I mean, you know, we're really good until like, you know, it's showtime. Yeah. We'll usually make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Be out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what we do. That's false hopes and dreams. Oh, my God. <laughs> so do, you, uh, do you use Google reviews or Yelp or are nope. you just strictly Instagram? Strictly Instagram. I have my website, Instagram. That's so how it. do people find you? Do you have like uh, your hashtags to your location or your area? If I'm being honest with you guys, I have no idea how any of that stuff works. You just post your stuff post, and people and find it, you. Yep. You don't look at your insight? I look at my insight, but I'm just like, What's I don't your, know what any of it means. You haven't looked at like your age group or the people that look at your stuff? It's about 24 to 35. How, how, <laughs> I, I was telling them last time, like the podcast, what we, our age bracket was. What oh do you God. think it is? 90 and up. <laughs> it's just, ba- basically, it's like the 45 and up club. Shut up, really? Yeah. I can see that though. I'm like, okay. You're kind of, how old are you? Like 40? 30? Damn. 37? <laughs> no, I'm 36. 38. You're Heather's age. There you go. There you are. Now oh, 40, close enough. We're fine. Hey, you're almost there. All right. Well, since y'all brought it up, y'all have two years to plan the 40th. We have to plan? Somebody has to. Oh, okay. How about that cruise? I can go ahead and throw you off the edge. You see how fast you swim. You should be there. We'll see. You should be. We'll see. You can do hair on there. <laughs> 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 I, I definitely do think like Instagram does help with your hair, like with your any business though. I think in general. Sure, but that's a very visual business too. People see you put you know your best stuff up, and mm-hmm. people are like, "I'm gonna go to hurt." Well, it's crazy too. Like I've shifted a lot more to like focus more on like uh, like other stylists too, not so much just my clientele because I kind of have my clientele where I want it, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to back off now and do like more education and like mm-hmm. um, I work with a friend of mine who has her own like platform for education, and so. That's more or less what I'm trying to focus on this upcoming year instead of just being behind the chair. Sure. So my new assistant. Trying to get some some mailbox money. There you go. 
you know, just trying to venture out a little yeah, bit. You got to. Um, I notice when I don't have an assistant, I probably mess up the most. So they keep you in line? Yeah. 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 It's kind of crazy because like, it's funny because you have to pay them, obviously, mm -hmm. but like, I'm like, I'd rather be, I'd rather kind of like pay them a little bit more and have them here and learn and like grow um, and help me stay on track versus like me do this on my own. And then I get like really defeated and I hate it sure. and I, it's like not fun for me. But, and then I overcomplicate things. If yeah. I have someone there to explain things, I can stay in line. Right. But if I'm doing things like on my own, I go rogue. And yeah. I'm like, what the hell yeah. what, what are the roles of an assistant? Um, I think that it needs to change a little bit. Like I'm really big on this is that I really do think that it's, it's hard right now too, right? We have the new generation that's coming out and they want things done faster. But I do think there comes like there needs to be some kind of balance like of letting them like learn and grow and start making like some side money by taking a client here or there if mm -hmm. they've taken that person. So I've actually come out with a course of how to hire, train, and attract your dream assistant, um, which I'm hoping I will launch it by January because I've been working on it for so long. I just want it done. Sounds like a dating app. It kind of is. It like honestly hiring somebody, you know this, is yep. like dating. Like you have to make sure that they fit everything. Mm -hmm. And when you're so one on one with them, you need to make sure that they like fit you. Employees are like relationships, not everything's gonna be exact. No. You're never you get sometimes you get that box and that box, but you're not getting those. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it's I, I've noticed the the shift though. There, mm -hmm. it seems like there's a little shift in the employment market right now mm -hmm. where people are starting to come back out of hiding. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know, I've noticed that. So, so with like having an assistant, they like help me like, so I could see more people in a day. So my goal is to work three days a week and train them one day a week and then be able to start doing my own education or coaching or having a day off or anything. Um, so I like to condense my days down together. So I normally work Wednesday through Friday, but I only double book on Friday, Thursday, Friday. And she comes in on like Tuesday and we just do education. So she'll do a mannequin or we'll talk about social media or we'll do like formulations. We'll do something mm -hmm. on that day where it's strictly just her and I in education. And then um, she'll have homework. So like her off week, she'll oh, take man. a mannequin homework. home. Mm -hmm. And then I, what I like for her to do is then come back and educate me on what she did uh -huh. and give me anything she messed up on that she thinks she could do better and then move on. Like I'm not a hard person to like want to work with. I just want you to make the mistakes and know how to fix them. Mm -hmm. I think people have this misconception that making a mistake is like an end all be all and right. you're not perfect. And it's mind boggling to me because I like making mistakes or I don't learn anything. That's the only way you learn. And people just don't get, I think this yeah. next generation is really hard because yeah. I don't think that they've really had like the learning curve of making a mistake. You know, mm -hmm. it kind of comes from that like trophy generation and it is hard to have, especially in this business. Like we are, you went to a trade school. You're not working a nine to five corporate job. You don't right. get handed a clientele. Like this is a trade. You are an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So you're learning from someone who's done this and like take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my clients are so used to me having an assistant that they've seen them come. They've seen them go like, you know, um, they're, they're just used to it. They're used to me teaching. And so I think they like it a lot too is because they are, they have no idea what we're talking about, but they enjoy it. And they enjoy it because, like, we're having fun with it, too. So an assistant just learns, like, basically just how you do hair. Mm -hmm. How to communicate with clients, how to handle, like, a mistake, how to handle, like, schedule. They they learn your ins and outs of everything. And they get out of it what they want to get out of it. So is that something where... 
they reach a certain point and they're, all right, you're free to mm -hmm. leave the nest. Mm -hmm. It's time for my next assistant. Mm -hmm. It's a rotating position. Mm -hmm. That oh, okay. rotates a lot more in a salon. Like for me with my last assistant, like what's going to be a little different with her is that she has a full-time job. Mm -hmm. So she knows she wants a year long program. That's not like nowadays everybody wants like three months to six months and sure. they want to start making money. And I'm yeah. like, that's fine. That works. If you're going to just do like highlights or something like that, that can work, you know? But if you're really trying to learn like balayage techniques, um, like just color, just like different coloring techniques and haircuts in general, extensions. More in depth. Yeah, yeah. Like you, that's a lot longer. That can't really be taught in six months. Mm -hmm. You know, like you do need about a year. But it, like I said, if you want to just do, and I don't think that blondes are easy, but it kind of is. They're easy. We they're, all know it. They're easier, I think. They're hard people to please because they always see yellow, but they are harder clients. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely different. <laughs> You're bald. Shut up, Walter. <laughs> Excuse me? He, he's got a good hairline. Yeah. He's still. Still? It's, it's hanging in there. Good job. Haven't stressed you out too bad. <laughs> I, I did have to pluck a gray hair out of my eyebrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's not happening. Those, those ones grow rogue. Yeah, those, it's like, it was one, and it's like, decided it was going to go up. I had three right here the other day. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, like, it's okay. Come in my beard. It's, you know, it's yeah. fine, but like, get out my eyebrow. <laughs> you know, just one, yeah. one eyebrow, right? I'm going to be like Jay Leno, you know, where he had all the gray hair in one black mm -hmm. spot. That's going to be my eyebrow. I'm, I think that was fake. You think so? His little gray spot? Because as soon as he stopped the show, it was full gray. Huh. Huh. Was, I think that was doctored. Maybe. Pat went full gray in his beard, and that's all downhill now. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's because you, <laughs> you stress him out. <laughs> yeah. I want to be a good wife. Yeah, that's I what happens when you're the husband of a hairstylist. Uh, apparently. She brings all that drama home. Mm hmm So, so a three-day work week, that's that's got to be nice. It's not. You, you huh? literally. <laughs> that's uh, a, so a normal day, how many, I mean, how many um, clients is that? I've seen anywhere from like five to eight clients mm -hmm. in a day. Um, now I like to, my prices kind of went up and it kind of filtered through. So I see anywhere from like four to five now. Um, but yeah, so I probably see like 12 to 15 clients a week in three days. Have you ever considered just hiring another person for those days you're not working? So that's when Allison comes in. So my friend that I used to work with, she rents my space like on days that I'm not there. Oh, so nice. her and I actually work together on Wednesdays only because my assistant only helps me on Thursday, Fridays. So mm -hmm. those are the days I double book. Yeah. And then Wednesdays I come in and I just single book. So I normally only see three clients that day. Um, and then Allison works on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Why not make your assistant a chair? She will eventually. Eventually she will. Um, that's kind of where her goal is, but she just started with me again. So yeah. she kind of took, she was in that place that we were at right before this place opened and she took a year long break mm -hmm. and I like hit her up. I was like, you ever think about getting back into hair? She was like, yeah, I just don't know where to start. I was like, let's go meet for coffee and we can talk about you being an assistant or yeah. my assistant. She was like, okay, I'd love to. So we went and chatted for like two hours, not just like interview, but like making sure it fit. Yeah. So. I feel like you're a great salesperson. You think? I think so. Really? Hey, you sell all these false hopes and dreams. Oh, piss assistants. off. <laughs> <laughs> you bought it. <laughs> I did. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> exactly. I was like, hey, you want to come on the podcast? You're like the most interesting hairstylist I know. <laughs> you know? 
No. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, you're the only one I would call, you know, for the hair side. Like, that's it. Well, I'd hope so. You're the only one he knows. Exactly. No, I, I honestly bounced. You know, I was talking about, remember, I was like, we should just have all the people from Floyd's come over. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? That'd be a mess. That'd be a mess, yeah. <laughs> so, so like, the, the young girls out there that want to do hair, mm-hmm. like, what is your, like, where do you start with that with them? Where like, are your uh, training videos available? Um, so on Kristen, it's uh, kristenlumiere.com. And so if you like even go on my own Instagram, there's a wait list and then we sign up through that. What is your Instagram? Uh, valerieann.com. Wait, no, it's, <laughs> that's my website. It's valerie.ann underscore. Okay. So you have a website too? Yeah. What's on your website? Um, it's just like my prices. It kind of goes over like packages and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And then there's also like a wait list to either like fill out a client form or to get on the wait list for... Um, my course that's mm-hmm. coming out and like I said, I'm hoping to have it like finalized by January. Nice. So, so is that like your main objective? Yeah. Just teach? Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's so many different ways like people could go about it. I think our, our industry is like really saturated right now. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of hard to stand out, which is fine. But I, I've kind of like gotten to this point where I just would like to help other people at some point, like, and more like new people that have no idea what to do, where to go. Yeah. And like, eventually what would be kind of cool is like, you know, have another course or something like that where you can help teach like assistance almost, you know, but without, if they can't find somebody to help mentor them. Is this going to be an in-person course? No, it's going to be online. Online? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's like three modules. I think there's like 10 lessons in it or something like that. But I added a bonus on how to fire your assistant. Oh, okay. nice! That's fun. How to yeah, fire? You gotta know. How, you meet over coffee. You gotta fire them over coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Exactly. Yeah. You know, at least give them a treat on the way out. I'm gonna buy you a coffee. By the way, this isn't working. No, then that's what you go there. You you get ready to order. Be like, hey, uh, order me this, and then be like, we'll use the restroom real quick. And Put on their tab. <laughs> <laughs> be like, yeah, that just happened. We just broke up. <laughs> so, so obviously there's there are people that dream to do this, right? Because this wasn't yeah. your dream. No. It's just kind of something that happened, mm-hmm. right? So the girls that may be watching this, like, what would you give them? Like, where to start? Like, words think, of encouragement. Yeah. I think that this this industry is such a great industry. Like, I think if people were, were to really find their core of what they enjoy doing in this, like, if it really is doing hair and just focusing on your clients and wanting to give them a really good experience or you just really love doing hair in general and you don't really love having to talk to anybody. Like, there's so many different areas that you can go. Mm-hmm. And if you don't love hair, like, there's things like you can get on the sales side and go work for a brand. You can start education. There's so many different avenues in this industry that is like amazing to get into. And I didn't, I always wanted to be a teacher when I grew up, which is kind of probably why I want the education side. Um, But I actually didn't think I was a good educator until my assistants all kind of came, you know, until they worked out. Yeah. I was kind of like, Oh shit, I have no idea what I'm doing. Let's hope to like this works, but I don't gatekeep anything. Like if you want to know how I did this, I might not not know the answer, but I will find the answer for you. So I do think that finding somebody that's a really good mentor and really does care about you and your well-being of, of what you want in the industry, I think that's definitely probably the first step. Find a salon or a mentor or something that's going to help guide you into that. Right. And don't be afraid to leave a toxic situation. Like, I know a lot of girls that were, like, scared to leave, like, 
and there really is like so many different avenues that you can go. Um, when I say I literally have probably worked at every salon in Austin, I don't say that as like a bragging metal, like at all. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I've learned so much at every single place. And That's I think probably a good thing. Then. I, I think it was like, I don't, I don't dislike any of the owners that I worked for. I just, I think everyone's trying their best and they're trying to figure out what works for them. Um, so I do think that owners get a lot of like slack for that kind of stuff, but I don't think anybody knows that what that's like until they run their own. So there's always going to be good owners and bad owners, good employees, bad employees, you know, like there's always good and bad in everything. So I think, um, you just got to like find your place. So if there's like anything for any new person that's coming out, I really think it just is like finding what works for you. Um, but also like be patient and it's hard. It's really hard to be patient in this, especially because like when you're an assistant and you're watching something over and over and over again and you haven't gotten your hands in it, it looks easy because we've done this. I've done this over 500 heads. Mm-hmm. I can make it look easier than like you step in and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. You know, like it's so different. And so <laughs> calm down, Cosmo. <laughs> um, I, I got think- a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so easy to like look at somebody and say like, oh, they've done this. Like you guys have done this podcast numerous times. It it looks easy for y'all. Like it's not easy for somebody to get up and like speak about Mm -hmm. themselves, you know? So, um, I think if like, it's like going to your first job, you're not good at something. You have to be okay with not being good. Me building out my course. I'm not good at that. I've never done this. I can do hair and I can teach you this, but me having to put the course together to teach you this is like new for me, you know? So I went into education because I think it's so much more of a challenge for me now. Like I get hair, but now I want something different. Mm. So um, I think just being patient in this industry will take you a lot farther. Yeah. Listen to like someone, if you really respect someone, like listen to what they have to say and you will go far. Like there's more experience in it than anything. So. I mean, what about these girls that are sitting there like wanting to make that jump that you've made recently, but are afraid? Like, what kind of guidance could you give them? Um, I think if you have a really good clientele to go out on your own, you could do it without a clientele. I don't recommend it because it is so much harder, but you have to have a game plan if you're going to. That means you have to start saying, like, you better be hustling, like, on your Instagram. Like, I hate – I don't know whether people love or hate hustle culture anymore, but – I think that there is something good to be said for a little bit of fire under you to get you to where you want to go. So I do think that hustle culture is not dead. I do think that you need something that will get you there. So if you do want that, you really have to look at your numbers. You have to know what your game plan is going to be. Like there is nothing wrong with waiting a little while longer Mm -hmm. to get what you want. So um, I highly encourage it, but I don't think – I don't think a suite is for everybody. I don't think a booth rental situation is for everybody. And I don't think commissions for everybody. Like there's a reason why there's multiple different avenues of where you can go. You just have to find what fits you. Yeah. But I do think if you are someone that like you, for whatever reason, don't get along with people as a whole, like maybe you should go on your own. I don't know. Um, but there is just differences in like, you know, your community. I mean, <clears throat> what, what is the one piece of advice that you know now that you, what is, what is something you know now uh-huh. that you didn't know then that you wish somebody would have told you? Which part? Because there's a lot. All I right. can string Let's, anywhere. Uh, what, how do you want to narrow that one down? 
I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just saying, you know, like like you. Just in, one, in what you do, if, what's something you know now that you wish you would have known five years ago mm. in our trade? Oh, I have one. Okay. Don't burn bridges. Don't burn them? Don't, don't burn put them. gas on the way out? I think that I did. I will say this. I learned very quickly that you can really burn bridges Mm -hmm. and I do not recommend it. That's why, you know, I think that again, that comes with maturity and going through some of the hard experiences. Um, I definitely burned a bridge Mm -hmm. with one of my original mentors and, um, I have app like now. And it's so funny because hindsight, karma, all what, however you want to look at it, it always comes back and you do like, eventually see it and it might take you a minute, but you will see it. Um, I realized like that person was coming from a good place and was just kind of giving you like that tough love. Mm. And um, I have nothing but respect for this person now. I was the asshole at some point. So I've been there, done that, walked that line. It's Mm. not fun. And then, you know, it's hard to come back because not everybody accepts your apology. And even though I can like get that now, not everyone's going to see it. So I don't think that burning a bridge is... Well, some so, people take it to the grave. Some t- yeah. people are just too prideful. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's as humans, we got to put our pride aside sometimes and mm-hmm. kind of understand. I've definitely, like, had to apologize once or twice. Yeah. And thankfully, I've had people listen, and I've had people who don't. So it is what it is. But I would definitely say, like, a big piece of advice is just don't burn a bridge. Yeah. And that can apply to any industry. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, any anything you do in life, don't burn mm-hmm. that thing down on the way out. Yeah, I you think because we're we're emotional people. Mm-hmm. Humans lead by emotion, and some I will some say are like, super emotional. I will <laughs> say it's because you're saying like emo- like I will say like our industry is so emotional. Like we're so like we care. Like we care if you like us. We care if you come back. We're trying to build these relationships, so we're so emotionally invested that I think people get so upset when someone leaves them or they go somewhere else or they feel like they just did something wrong. And sometimes you did or you didn't. Like I will say, I think you need to pay more attention to making sure like it's more of a business to like understanding it's a business Mm -hmm. and take your emotions out of it. That's hard. That is very hard. I mean, you get the jealousy and the envy and all those other things that go with it too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you're going on and do something better than this girl's jealous for this guy's jealous for this and that. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, though, to jump off that, though, is like if you don't burn a bridge with them, they'll take you with them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they could at least, you know, like why burn that bridge when y'all could do it together? And so that that's the hard thing about our industry or my industry is like everything's like, oh, like um, community over competition. I'm a girl's girl, like, you know, girl boss this mm-hmm. and like, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but I've watched where all of y'all will be a girl's girl until you're no longer that girl's girl. I've watched where you're all about community until you leave that community. Mm-hmm. And now your competition, like, because now you open that salon. Like, so our industry is never going to reach you're that. You're a girl. I consider myself a girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> the benefits to <laughs> Oh, yeah. Your girls are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're running the world over there. Yep. As soon as she says girl to girls, I started thinking about, like, girls logic, girls math. You girl know? math. I'm like, girl math. <laughs> There's hairstylist mouth. I bet. I it's can a, only imagine. Like it's five like, plus seven equals six. Okay. Okay. Why? Um, so like <laughs> if you run out of like a level six, you take half five, half seven, and you can make a six Do you know in that color. Means? No, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that like a certain tint? Like in formulation. Yep. 
Okay. So if you run out of like 20 volume, mm. you could do like 30 and 10 and make 20 volume. Okay. So you're like talking you're, about you're, you're a talking mad about, scientist. I was say, she's talking about like cooking meth. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> my side gig. <laughs> this is, uh, Forget selling weed. This here is, we are. This yeah. is Mrs. White over here. <laughs> <laughs> I did name uh, the Jimmy Walter. <laughs> <laughs> of course she did. There's like no cool alternates out there. No. A Jimmy, a dog, me. <laughs> you know? That's why when you said, said Cosmo, I was like, yes, I got a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I were joking the other day, and she's like, the grandkids are going to call you Grandpa Walt, or call you Walter. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's disrespectful. Why? Well, What's your well, name? I want, to be call, I want to be called Pa. Pa? Pa. Oh, I, that's That's such terrible. a Texas thing. That's Pa. Pa. Papa? Papa. Pa. No, just Pa. Pa. Just Pa? I've been watching Pa-pa. way too much uh, Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> pa. Why? Because it's wholesome. There's not enough wholesome TV right now. Everything is about, like... You lost me. I don't care. You're losing me. I have done cosmetology, <laughs> and I watched Little House on the Prairie. So, uh, I'm a, I'm a girl's man, 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 whatever you want to call these things. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm a man's man. I'm a man's man. <laughs> I'm a girl's girl. Yeah, I know. You say so. I still love you. Okay. Walter, you should have just <clears throat> done hair, and you a straight man doing hair, and you would have been a girl's girl. Probably. Mm-hmm. I used to cut my kids' hair. Poor things. I, I remember you called me to perm Aiden's hair. I was already flabbergasted enough that he wanted to be perm, so who else do I trust to perm his hair? And remember that? Yeah, it was full Jerry curl. Now he's like, why did I do that? I'm like, I tried to tell you. Dude, seriously. But now he's got a bird's nest on his head. Yeah. Bangs. You know? It's like the whole head is like it's a little fro puff. It's like volume, big hair. Mm-hmm. God bless him. What do you think is a, a style that's coming back right now that shouldn't come back? Bangs? Oh, yeah, that's not everyone's good with bangs. Um, I don't know. I feel like nothing's out right now. Like, there's something for everyone. It's really, I don't love everything. I'm not a fan of, like, the schmullet thing. Schmullet? Yeah, it's schmullet? like a mullet shag thing happening. I don't Gross. love those. Or, like, bangs. Did you ever consider doing like really short hair on yourself? I've done short hair. I've had a pixie. Oh, that's right. When Pat and I first started dating, I was growing out a pixie. Who does your hair? Do you do your own hair? I did last time, yes. Okay. Um, I have not done it in a while. My grays are out. I think you know, let your assistant do it. Um, I haven't trusted her yet. Bro, she's brand new. Doesn't matter. No. Yellow. Nope. Come on. Mm-mm, that's a test out for me. Like, if I can start seeing where you're at, then I'll start trusting you. you I've had invest way, in her future. Well, here's the problem. I've had way too many screw-ups from my own mentor before that I will never Just let put anybody a hat else. On. No. What? You wear a bonnet? No. no? A bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it, like, my one of the, the women that I used to assist, she uh, fried my hair so bad it, like, wouldn't blow dry. So I, I like refuse to mess up anybody else's. That's hair. probably a good call. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. So you're just self dyeing your grays now. Yeah, it's bad. Welcome um, to the dirty thirties. It's cool. I'm still younger. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Everybody's still younger. <laughs> <laughs> you're his age. Actually, no, I think he's older than you. What do you say? What, what do you think? How old are you? Thirty-three. Oh, I'm older. Yeah. Thirty-six. Yeah. Antique. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's it's your seniority. Blood. 
It is. <laughs> they think it's my kid, so I can talk shit all the time. We do look alike. Except for the other day, he's, he like, he's like, man, you look fresh. Like, you revived. He did. He just. I was like, oh, thank you. He was looking uh, rough for a minute there. I stopped, <laughs> I stopped taking Adderall. You did? Yeah. For like two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And so I'm starting to feel better about life. Being off of it? Yeah. I, I tell you what, like, when I got diagnosed with ADHD, it was kind of like, it, it was very helpful at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then it's just like. I don't know. It just became like this weird, like funk. Like if you do it long term, you're like in a dark hole. I yeah. just don't think like anything long term is great. Yeah. Like as a whole. I mean, it's probably what seven months now. Like seven months of doing it. Sure. And then so about two weeks off. There were times where I experimented with like not doing it on the weekend and mm-hmm. this and that. And I tell you what, you're like. You almost like need to cleanse you're yourself the out dead. though. Like not just do it for that um, like little amount of time. You almost need to do it for a long extended time. Well, that's this. So this is like. my first time since starting it where I've taken two weeks off. Like when did you start it? About seven eight months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it, it, it's helpful. But see, I was they they prescribed me like where you take it in the morning mm-hmm. and then take another one in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Then I'm not going to bed till three o'clock in the morning. Oh Jesus! No, God. thank you. You know, I've had enough of those nights in my life, and now I like sleep. So that's one thing. Pat like goes through like one like insomnia night like a month, and I'm like, oh god, it screws everything up for like a week. <laughs> that's uh, that's what business owner stress does. Yes. You, you go to bed, you're like you're cool, calm, collect, and then next thing you know, like you start thinking about bills mm-hmm. and like, oh shit, how am I gonna do that? How am I gonna do this? And then you're like, next thing you know, it's four o'clock in the morning. You're just like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. I've two had bo- times two like bottles that. of wine in, right? Yeah, <clears throat> dude, I've had those moments where it's like you don't fall asleep, and like four o'clock in my eye, I'm going to work. <laughs> you know, like I haven't been to bed. That's a miserable day, though. It's, yeah. it's rough. You're half a person. Not when you got Adderall. <laughs> you're like, I'm, you're like, I'll just wait until like nine or ten. And then you're on autopilot. You're just yeah, a zombie. So, but no, it's that's that's what I told him today because he's like, you look refreshed. I'm like, I don't know. He's like, maybe you cut your hair. And like, <laughs> you know. And then so I texted him today. I was like, oh, you know, the only difference is it's like, because I still eat like shit. I still, you know, all this <laughs> other stuff. So I'm like, it's got to be the Addies. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's there's people that say it changed your personality and all kinds of stuff. So it's kind of like antidepressants too. Like that kind of yeah. really change you. I mean, we've talked about that too in the past where it just makes you feel numb. Mm-hmm. Like, you you know, you're on autopilot. You're just like, you don't feel anything. There's no sad, but there's also no happy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So what's that? Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I know half the you know hairstylists could probably use some of that stuff. They're probably on it. They're probably on it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is. The problem is that they're on it, then they have a whole lot of alcohol every night, so then they're ready to like just talk shit. So, some stylists can rage. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. What uh? Is there any like situation or conversation with a client that just stands out? I was told some really like, dude. People will tell you some shit in your chair. Um, I got told like the wildest, crazy story the other day. Um, we're all talking about like dating and, um, this client decides to tell me that she's like, I don't have a dating story, but I have a crazy story. I don't know if like y'all actually really want to hear this story. Of course. Sure. It ends with like, need clickbait. <laughs> it ends with like a <laughs> landlord and meth. Okay. Of meth course it. we want to hear okay. this. Yes. This so is good. My client told, I'm going to change a couple of things just so I don't get in trouble. But my client tells me, I got this crazy story. And I was like, what? She was like, well, it's not dating and it has nothing to do with me, but it has something to do with like a friend of a friend. And I said, okay. She said that 
Um, her friend would come home and like the sheets were kind of ruffled and she was like, what? Like, that's weird. So she didn't think anything of it. And then she came home again and her sheets were kind of ruffled again. So she told her roommate, her roommate was like, man, I've been really like wanting to talk to you about this too. Cause mine's the same thing. So they told the landlord, he changed the locks. Well, it happened again. So they set up cameras, bro. She showed me this, this picture from the ring. And I said, wow, that's like, that's something you see that's like all blurred out, but like it's you're zooming in. It's the landlord bringing homeless people back while they do meth in their beds, exchanging bodily fluids. Yep. Oh, oh my God. Wow. And I, my mouth was to the floor. I couldn't even ask any logical question. I was like, oh my God. Like the things people tell you is like the craziest stuff. I'm like, I need a podcast just for what y'all tell me. Dude, that's insane. Mm-hmm. That is wild. Isn't that crazy? Why, baby? I got all these apartments. <laughs> I'm also like, how do you not lose your job? <laughs> yeah. So what do they do? Uh, they moved out. They I don't know. I think, I think they sued, I'm sure, but she didn't go into too much detail. Like I said, I literally could not uh, like ask So this a is the guy question. that physically owns the building. Yeah. Well, right. I think they were in apartments. So I think he, yeah. I guess. Wow. Yeah. Was this like a nice apartment area or like the trap? I didn't ask that either. No. I, I didn't want I mean, to know. If they're, to you, if they're coming to her for hair, it's probably not the trap. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's crazy. Unless, do you take, a, I mean, you yeah. know, what kind of forms of payments do you take? I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. You ever get hit on? No, I have women. Uh, duh. No. Nope. Women don't hit on you? No. No? Mm-mm. Okay. No. I've definitely been to a few weddings of theirs. So I guess you don't, you don't stand out to gays. I don't. Okay. They all like also like know Pat through my Instagram, so they're kind of like, "Oh, how's Pat?" I'm like, "Pat's doing Pat things." <laughs> he's know? doing Pat things. Do- he came home with a defender the other day, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I was telling Eric today before he got here. I was like, "Why did he put street wheels on that?" Oh, he dude, anything that <laughs> Pat just do- does Pat things. You I'm don't ask questions. Your dogs don't have shoes. Like with the way he works. Bro. Little like, baby Jordans. Like, yeah. Yeah, little baby Jordans, you know, gold leash chain. I know. <laughs> it's so funny, too, because, like, when he went to go, like, work for himself, he was like, I'm going to go work for myself. I was like, all right. And now he's doing it. I'm like, wow, you are such a pain in the ass. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many cars. There, it, like, looks like a junkyard half the time. Yeah, it's the hillbilly And then you can, like, watch it get cleaned out, and you're like, oh, thank God things are moving. Two and weeks then later. A week later, <laughs> two days later. And I'm like, well, that's good because it's business. But I'm also like, Jesus. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah, but, but he's I, he's got he, his ideas. It's it's cool to see him do this. Oh, it's you know? really cool to see him. It's do cool. It. It's a uh, you know he doesn't use me enough to like bounce shit off of, but it's fine. But it's, he he gets a little stressed out. He's always stressed out. Uh, <clears throat> it's funny though too because like even though we are in different industries, I've been running my own for a long time. Like yeah. even before like the last couple of years, I like really want to help him at some point. So like next year, I think I really want to like kind of help him focus on that too. Yeah. So That's help awesome. him with like social media and things like that. Like he's really good about it, but he's also like that consumes him. And I'm like, you've got to learn how to take a step back, like plan things mm-hmm. and, you know, videos, things like that. So. Dude, I had a dream last night. You and I, we were just selling tr- trucks and cars and and it was weird. It sounds like a dope dream. Yeah, like we were just we decided like you know what, we're not gonna do that kind of shit. We're just gonna sell shit. Okay. And we just had like a whole bunch of trucks and shit. We had like these big dualies for sale. Okay. Like, oh god, I like it. it. Yeah, I it was, hate dualies. It was weird. It was just like we had like a little baby car lot. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's a, we a, auto. a premonition. You know, we auto. Yeah. Oh god. 
right, our batteries are dying. So I got to pee. Val, I appreciate you coming on. Thank uh, you. It was nice having you. We appreciate um, you. Thanks. Your website is ValerieAnn.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People can find you. Yep. Your uh, your course is coming soon. Yes. And uh, hopefully yeah. big things are to come. We wish you the best. 2024. And maybe we'll have ooh, you back ooh, on uh, when the course is released. Yeah, that'd be cool. Right. Yeah. All That's right. when I'm going to be a man dime. Man dime 2024. To be continued. <laughs> Look, Cosmo, <laughs> calm down. All right, guys. All right. We're All out. out. <laughs>